0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> what's going on my brother man everything's fantastic it's so good to see you man it's been a long time man it's good to be seen by you mr king what's happening brother
1: man just trying to keep it in a row and, and trying to make sure that this uh COVID don't tag me and be man sure
0: it, it's it, awesome. look 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 hey the same over here brother same yeah. over here. Yes, sir. Yeah, we don't we don't know what the hell going on out here with that.
1: <laughs> we, we don't know where it come from, but I know where I wanted to go.
0: <laughs> right, the hell away from here.
1: There you go hell below. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So once again, man, I'm gonna introduce y'all. Just a, I'm gonna do just a, a brief introduction, man. This is uh, Lee King. He was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and moved to Jackson, Mississippi, over 40 years ago. And most of y'all can't remember that long, but. <laughs> i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this i'm a, I'm a little bit older than 40. as a matter of fact i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna just go on and tell you all i'm 52 years old and i remember way back then man where i was watching mr king on the airwaves man just sitting at the at the tv screen dreaming of being somewhere near this man and then i finally got a chance to meet him and you know the black gold days and all that we're gonna talk about a little bit of all of that but I want to let y'all know, first of all, man, this is a legendary man. Very le- legendary. I love him. I respect him to the fullest. This is the uh, fifth edition, man, of King's Corner. King's Corner was created by Asiatic Black to honor those that are above and with us, our peers as well. So don't think that just we we just giving flowers to the older generation and we ain't going to reach, mm-hmm. reach you know to the side and down below. All right, so... I decided to bring it back and kind of honor some people, man. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce to y'all, man, Mr. Lee, Lee King, the legend, the extraordinaire, the dancer, uh, uh, just this all-around man. Lee King, what's going on, man? Introduce yourself to the people.
1: Well, I'm Lee King. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. With
0: the role? With the role. Uh,
1: yes, yes. And uh, a Cajun country. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've been here in Jackson more than I have been, than I was in Baton Rouge. I've lived here, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say around 48 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every time somebody asks me where I'm from, I always say Mississippi automatically. Right. I'm from Baton Rouge. Um just in entertainment, doing the best that I can to keep this thing alive. And, and, uh, it's hard because of COVID, but, uh, uh, we don't really care about that. We're going to move on and press on with it. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. Um, uh, are you connected to your wifi?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. It was getting. It got a couple of glitches in there, but we're gonna try to work through it. All right. So, so telling people a little bit back about your 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 uh radio experience and how you came through radio and all of that back in the days and and you know meet Mister Wang. I ain't gonna spill it. I ain't gonna spill it. Go okay. ahead. Go
1: ahead. Uh, when I was. Oh, somewhere around 10 years old. I was entered into a dance contest, a statewide dance contest for in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a competition of 102 people. I ended up winning that dance contest. And what happened is that I went to say uh, my acceptance speech and there was a radio announcer there. And he said, man, I sure like your voice. Are you interested in getting into radio? And I mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, I've been interested in radio all my life. I was just 10, but that's what I told him. Um, he said, okay, well, follow me down to the station and and let me see, let me uh, get to uh, audition your voice. I went there and got an audition. And lo and behold, he said that I was
2: broadcast quality.
1: So I started my radio career uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at the age of 10. From there, I continued in entertainment um uh, start dancing and dancing with uh, a gentleman who was a good friend of mine Joe Tex saw us and invited us on stage we went on stage and I started singing in background dance uh, background singing and dancing for Joe Tex um after that still in radio uh I started to um, put feelers out on what was the best way to be the biggest and the highest you can go in radio other than owning a radio station because Back during that time, folks African Americans wouldn't owning radio stations, and they mm-hmm. said to, me, "An electrical engineer, but it's real hard, and at your age is impossible." Well, a, a black, that's all I needed to hear was the word impossible. So oh. I entered electrical engineering school when I was 18 years old, the youngest thing the school had ever seen. As a matter of fact, got a scholarship to go there. Got my electrical engineer's license. James Brown heard about it. Um, I was at that time the youngest African American engineer in the United States of America. Well, he heard it about it and bought four radio stations. He wanted me to be his engineer at uh, the radio station in his hometown, Augusta, Georgia. So I was scared to death, black. I I mean, uh, to go to work for the legendary James Brown. I just I couldn't fathom that, even though that was one of my dreams. So. Mm Ended up talking to him on the phone and uh, he came to my house in Baton Rouge, Louisiana to talk to my mother and told her that if I would come with him, he would take care of me. I went to work for James Brown, worked for him for four and a half years, um, got to a point where I didn't want to sign another contract with him because I wanted to do my own thing. My ego got in my way. I had the big head uh, black, uh, just wanted to branch (laughs) out on my own. And he said, if you don't work for me, where would you go? And for whatever reason, I said, uh, uh, Jackson, Mississippi. And he laughed at me. And uh, that laugh ended up being a bet that I would not be in Jackson too long because I would be lynched uh, that soon as I got there because I was very militant. I mean, super militant. So I won the bet. Came to Jackson, Mississippi, working at uh, the radio station here in Jackson, Mississippi, and start promoting concerts. Had a dream of a television show for all my life, and got into television.
0: I ain't looked back since. I ain't looked back since. Man, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, brother. Listen, you got a hell of a story. Now, I want to ask you about something. How was it working with Mister James Brown, man? How Where did you handle it? Is-
1: greatest experience of my life. He uh, uh, he had everybody made responsible for being a man. He did not accept excuses. Uh, he took me out on the road. He took me to Japan as a youngster. My first time uh, going to New York City uh, was with James Brown. I learned a lot. It was the most unrealistic idea of what I could have accomplished in my lifetime if I had to dream it up. Uh, mm-hmm. This man was far past amazing uh and he took time with me he taught me entertainment uh he had me booking his shows Uh, he had me taking up his money um he taught me how to promote concerts uh and i went everywhere with him uh and as a young kid he just took care of me i mean the greatest experience of my life
0: that's what's up that's what's up what made you so cocky man as a young fella
1: what what was that man Uh, It probably had a lot to do with the way I was brought up. Uh, My mother had always instilled in me and and the family that you could do anything. And I had this thing in my spirit that I could do anything, that there was no challenge too big or too small. Um, And I I think that's where it started. I I had a strong African-American mother. I mean, strong to the core. Mm -hmm. She took me out as a kid and and uh, we were marching when I was uh, seven and eight years old. Um, voter registration. We we volunteered for that every year. Um, so I think my mother gave me the Constitution to be able to feel I could do anything. And that was and it,
0: my posture. That's how it worked out. That's the way it worked out. You know, uh, I, I got to go. On, I got to jump a step ahead of you, man, and go and tell these folks sitting down at that TV, man, watching you on that, uh, that tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go spill the bees, now. I'm going to take your shine for a minute. So okay, <laughs> let me tell y'all this little story. I'm sitting at the, at the, at the, you know, you know how, how we used to do on Saturdays. You know, we find trying to find something on TV and lo and behold, I see this man, man, in a disco suit on a tower way up in the sky wlbt studios what in the hell made you climb on that tower
1: because it was a challenge it was different i thought well i gotta gotta tell you i wasn't afraid of that because being an electrical engineer i used to climb towers uh radio towers to change the light bulbs so I, i would go up in the sky sometimes uh 600 feet in the air to change a light bulb. So for me to be there uh, wasn't a frightening experience, probably would be for, the, for, for somebody who'd never done that before. Uh, but my idea of doing Black Gold was to do something people had never seen before. So every time I would come to the studio and see that tower, it just called me, it just said, <laughs> come on, go up and, and, and listen, listen, this, this is the plot. Um, I didn't tell them I was going to do it except the cameraman and the director. Because I knew that if they knew that I was going to do that, they were not going to let me do it. So I plotted it out with some folks. We kept it a secret. And when it was time to do it, I climbed that tower. I had about two people involved with me, a a cameraman and a director. And they prayed for me all the time I was up there. And I just told them, shoot and don't stop shooting. And it worked. It
0: it worked. That was one of the highlights of the show, brother. I couldn't wait to see you on that towel, man. You had that one arm up. Yeah. Yeah. That and, was- it, and you was getting it in, man. Dancing on the towel. Man, That's I can't imagine it. You wasn't afraid of I- falling.
1: No, 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 no. That Because my spirit was so much into what I was doing and what I had to accomplish and how to make it look. Uh-huh. That fear just wasn't nowhere uh, around me. I mean, I just I, I just knew I could do it and I did it.
0: You did it, brother. You did yep. it. Now, be creating that show, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what came to mind when you decided to create Black Gold?
1: Well, I was uh, a dancer for so long, and and uh, uh, we did, as you have done, what we used to call back then record hops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we and I, and and the thing about African American people dancing is poetry in motion, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to figure out how could I take the dancing that African-Americans do and put it so that the multitude of people could see it. Well, the next thing for me to do was to put it on TV. Everywhere I went, they shot it down. Everybody said it wouldn't work, especially when I got to Mississippi. Now, James Brown wanted to uh, do a show for me and let me do the show before I left to come to Mississippi. He was going to buy a television station and I was going to have my show the way I wanted it well mm-hmm. he didn't buy the station uh i got upset about it and that's one of the reasons that i wanted to leave him because he didn't li- he did not live up to his word mm. uh when i got to jackson mississippi and told them about the concept every one of them every station laughed at me every one of them uh i kept pursuing it they saw me every day when i got turned down from one i went to the other and i kept doing that consistently I parked out at WLBT. When they came to work, I was standing there. When they left from work, I was standing there. And they got sick of me standing there and bugging them. So finally, what happened, they said, asked me, did I have any television experience? I lied and said yes. Well, uh, they said, well, they they were really trying to get rid of me. So they said, well, let's send him back there and let him fail and we'll be done with him. We do not have to Mm -hmm. work anymore. They sent me back there, turned them cameras on and I started doing some dancing. Everybody in every office came out back there to see me dance. That was it. I was on the next Saturday. So now
0: you might be telling the young ones, man, to uh, get in their minds, especially with, you know, the young ones. And and, and this is why I created this show It's because. We can do anything we want to do on the positive side, as long as we put our minds to it and the challenges that we we face in iniquities in the street. If we use those in the proper manner, we could be successful. And this is this is part of this man's legendary uh, 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 repertoire. So. Not letting anything stop you. And you having the drive to do what Lee King wanted to do brought you this far.
1: Most certainly. Uh, and again, I got to say that it was my upbringing and my strong mother. Now, my father was there. I wasn't it wasn't that I had uh, a mother without a father. My father worked all the time. Mm-hmm. My Mother made it her business to instill in us that we were as good as anybody else. Right. When anything uh, that that our minds could conceive and that our spirit to believe, um, I never took no for an answer. When you told me no, I was going to try a triple harder to get to where I wanted to go. So to be honest with you about what we were doing and how we got there and how I achieved what I Mm -hmm. achieved was Mm -hmm. belief, total belief, and God's spirit inside of me to make me believe that I could do anything. And I just, Mm -hmm. I've always felt that.
0: Man, that's 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 quite a story, man. We could go on and on and on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all some more of this. Uh producing the show. Now I do have to have, ask one more question about that black gold thing, man, before you get into it and tell the people a little bit about it, and the dancers and the people that you experienced around Jackson, Mississippi. Did you have any type of model for the show? Or how did you how did you format it?
1: I, I had no model, didn't know what I was doing. I I I got When I went to the television station, they said exactly what you just said. You have to have a format. I didn't know Mm -hmm. what a format was. Uh, and, And once they explained to me that I had to tell everybody what to do at every step of the minutes that I was going to be on television, I just went, sat down and start visualizing in my mind where records should go, where commercials should go. And a couple of times I got it wrong when they looked at it and it ended up that. By trial and error, I ended up getting it right. So that's really what happened. I didn't know what I was doing. I got to tell you, I had no model. Uh, Soul Train hadn't started uh, in this area. I didn't know anything about Soul Train. American Bandstand had started, uh, but I didn't want to format my show after American Bandstand. (laughs) That was white kids and white, you know, that was a whole different set of stuff. I needed some soul with what I was doing. Right. I just figured it out. And I got to tell you, when you have a when you have a dream or when you have um, uh, 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 something that you want to materialize to be great, you mm-hmm. will figure it out. Uh, Absolutely. Sometimes you can ask folks, but if you can't get the answers, God will put the answers in my sleep. God gave me answers mm. in my sleep.
0: That's so amazing. that brother. putting it down. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Who all did you have
1: the pleasure of working with? Oh, my goodness. I was trying to think of that the other day. Uh, let's see. Temptations, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, uh, the Gap Band, uh, Chaka Khan, Diana Ross. I didn't work with the Supreme, but just Diana Ross. Uh, mm-hmm. um, um, Luther Vandross, um, uh, the Manhattans, uh Uh, Z.Z. Hill, B.B. King, Bobby Bland. I'm not sure if there's anybody that's in the African-American entertainment business that I've not worked with. However, I put a major lawsuit in to the white booking agencies. There was a national lawsuit that we could not book white folks like the Rolling Stones and all Mick Jagger and all them folks. So I went into a fight about that. But I think I've done every African-American artist that was of stature mm-hmm. that ever has recorded. Man, that's- That's, that's Jacksons. Uh, I did Michael Jackson at a time when he decided to leave to go on his own. And we did part of his tour. One of the greatest experiences of my life, uh, putting together that tour with another friend, Leonard Rowe out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, that was an experience
0: i had the pleasure of running up on one of the tapes man you remember i told you during our first interview how uh back then i had some tapes my father passed 20 years ago and i finally decided to dig in his 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 tape collection okay and i pulled out a couple of those uh black ghost shows that he recorded and uh i got some recordings here and I looked through them, man, and I saw some of my peers and Junebug and Bug. several of them. I was talking to uh, uh, Serena Wilson yes. uh, about three nights ago, and I told her that I was going to send her a copy. Man, that was some times, man. How did you go about reaching out to the youth in Jackson, Mississippi, and surrounding areas to to invite them to dance on your show? How did you what what did how did you, what was your your format to do that?
1: Well, the first thing I did was I wanted to find out who was the best dancer, considered the best dancer in the area. That, and College that Pippin's name kept coming up over mm-hmm. and over and over. So I sought him out to try to figure out if I could have him as uh, my dance coordinator or my choreographer, which, whatever you want to call it. And when I, I found him at Mayor Charles Evers' annual BP King Uh, a spectacular that he did every year. And I I got a chance to talk to him, told him my idea, told him what I wanted to do. And I said, I need you to help me put this all together. And he agreed to do so. We decided that we were gonna hold auditions. So in order to do that, we went to the radio stations and they gave us public service announcements uh, to hold auditions. And at that time it was at Jackson State University, uh, oh, and some attendance center. And we just did what we call a cattle call. Everybody and anybody, please come if you are a good dancer to this place. Well, mm-hmm. we sat there for hours and hours and hours watching these folks dance uh, and eliminating them one by one. And uh, he would say why he thought a certain dancer was good. I would, and then we would plead our case to each other. There were a lot of people who were turned down but the cream of the crop rose as we sat there and auditioned those dancers.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. Boy, I wish I could have been a part of that, but oh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm
1: glad to be a part of you. Thank you, man. That, <laughs> I gotta tell you though, those dancers were the greatest, uh, greatest set of people I met in my life. Mm-hmm. I never had an incident, never had a fight for, we did that show for 21 years, never had a fight, never had a gentleman Uh, Now, we had a few small arguments. We squashed them immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those dancers were the very best you could ever. Man, the families and the parents and the. uh, But those dancers were just off the chain. Man, that's the boy. I I just it's almost like black gold is created
0: right again, right here in front of me. Just 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 interviewing you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Greatest time of my life
0: all right now let's 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 jump into the promotions yes that you have done uh i watched you out there as a promoter for years you are uh what do you have under your belt thus far uh as far as promotion that's still standing uh the ferris street festival fair street festival uh mm-hmm.
1: jackson music awards the gospel mm-hmm. Music awards um and we have had a few tours that r- before COVID. Uh, we've done a few tours that we are now trying to start back up when this COVID thing uh, get out of here and cease. It Mm has put everybody out of work right now. I won't touch going out there trying to promote any kind of show uh, with this COVID thing, because that would mean if I do that, I would be one of the catalysts, possibly, to give somebody in the crowd of that covert disease and i don't want to do that so mm-hmm. uh right now jackson music award gospel music Awards, and fanta- uh, fair street heritage festival are the things that i'm working on constantly right now okay and what what it, different promoters man that might
0: want to uh have some type of uh model to go by what would you tell some of the young promoters some some of the young dancers or entertainers anybody trying to get into business man what is the best possible thing to do you know us older ones. And, 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 you know, I watched the you all and several others that, that were doing y'all thing. And I took that as a model to, uh, uh, uh go by to get, you know, to get into the, in the industry and do, do different things. What would you tell some of the young ones to the best thing to do to not make the mistakes that you see out here and the mistakes that you made back in the day, what would be your advice?
1: Get with somebody who has been successful. I did my apprenticeship free of charge. Uh, I'd go anywhere. the The person I was uh, under, um, uh, whoever was my mentor, if they needed clothes from the laundry, I'd be there. I'd be there. Go get it, man. Mm-hmm. I did everything in my power to learn from each individual, and they got sick of me. They got sick of me because every time they saw me, I had a question. They got sick of me because every time uh, they were about to do something, I was up under their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> they got, because every time they turn around, I was standing right next to them. Make you make them sick of you, and and what happens with that is they learn to respect you. They mm-hmm. figure out that you want this so bad that you do whatever is necessary to get it done. Um, find a mentor. Find somebody who knows the business. Don't find anybody who is a pretender or that of a uh, uh, who talk the game but don't know the game. If you, if you get under any apprenticeship with somebody who don't know the game, what you end up doing is wasting a lot of time. So Mm -hmm. these people that you see that are successful, call them, talk to them, uh, find out where they go, man. I I find out the restaurants these folks used to go to and, and make sure I go and, and buy their meal. Uh, -hmm. you got to figure out how to get close to the information that you need.
0: Right. Right. Uh Um, I want to jump off subject just for a minute and get your opinion some, on something. What is Jackson's greatest asset right now?
1: Oh, I would think the greatest asset, asset, asset for Jackson is, is is music. I think that the mm-hmm. entertainment business has been uh, overlooked. Um, I think it has been, um, oh, what's the word for it? Uh, stepchild for so long. I don't know what happened to it where it got to this point. Uh, greatest asset is its people. African-American people in this marketplace is tremendous. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I came here and didn't leave is because Jackson, Mississippi has some of the greatest African-American folks you ever want to meet in your life. Mm -hmm. Opportunity for anybody who has a dream and ambition. All you got to do is get up off your butt and get it done. What is, what is, Jack? Boy, I I would think to the culture you know the mamas and the daddies who took their time and toiled and labored uh, to fight the fight of these white folks doing crazy stuff who mm-hmm. were not afraid. Right. good up. That's our. That's still our greatest asset. We ain't gonna. Right. That stuff. We. You know. That's just where we are. Uh, so that's that's it. Our natural resources of music and our strong upbringing. And what do you think uh, the sound of Jackson is? Uh,
0: do you think it's blues, gospel, rap? I- I'm going to say back then and now.
1: Uh, this going to probably sound kind of crazy, but it, it's a gumbo mixture. It's mm-hmm. a gumbo of, of, of that. But I think it's more Southern soul and blues as opposed to anything. I wish there was more emphasis placed on R&B, soul music. Uh, and there's a difference between R&B soul and Southern soul and blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, our gospel heritage is still so strong. Man, I, the, the gospel um, richness in this marketplace cannot be d- compared to anywhere in the country. Uh, it might be because we have had so much t- turmoil in our lives that when we sing from the spirit, the spirit really comes out. So, mm-hmm. Uh, gumbo we have a gumbo mixture but i gotta say blues and southern soul is right now the top genres in this marketplace in the last 20 years what has changed
0: uh uh the the, the most to you uh you know doing your thing promotions music radio and all of that what what has changed to you personally in the last uh let's say 20 years
1: mm. Less emphasis on the, on uh, the music industry less places like a uh, see, see, it shouldn't be just one Malico music. shouldn't Mm -hmm. be that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Back in the day, there were other uh, record uh, company owners that uh, did all kind of good things to have the artists that um, were trying to record they had a place to go. Right now, everybody's recording out of their house or out of their own studio out of, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Let me be just real clear. But this community which means the governor the mayor the city council and all those folks really going to have to get up off of their butts and put more emphasis on music in this marketplace we just don't have enough uh folks um backing our artists supporting our artists and supporting our music so what has changed less emphasis on the entertainment community less emphasis on the record labels uh less emphasis on um record companies that care about these artists in this marketplace. We have some fantastic artists. They overlook most of the time. Mm. Well, see, I wouldn't be overlooked if I was artists. I kicked okay. the All
0: right. Yeah, we know that. We know <laughs> about your past you. <laughs> I had a chance, man. People, I'm gonna tell y'all about this. I had a chance. We did black gold uh about four or five years ago. Yeah. And uh Man, this man danced. I think uh, <laughs> almost two hours straight. <laughs> what super greens are you eating, man? <laughs>
1: well, I think it's called soul food, but soul food comes from the spirit inside my soul. Uh, I rather dance. My, my mother used to say, "You rather dance than eat." And that was the truth. She had to call me several times to come in to eat because I was out there dancing with the with the folks out there on the street. We were out there. Uh, uh, in the yard, and we'd make up dances and that kind of thing. She had to call me three or four times. She said one thing about you: I, I ain't never seen nobody rather dance than eat. And she used to cook some tornacious food, so mm-hmm. she knew that 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 was in my spirit. Um, uh, I, it's just hard to tell you that my spirit has always had um, oh boy, what's the, what's the, what's, the, what's the word for it? Uh, had a um, Oh, I can't think of my spirit has always been in the music. Music has been my medicine and has been my girlfriend and has been my life. It has fed me. I the, the best thing about music for me, it has sustained me for all of these years where I have had a career in music. I didn't start and stop. Uh, I continue through music right now. That's all I do is music. That's mm-hmm. it. I live it, eat it and sleep it. I think about it all the time. All the time, I have songs in my head, uh, and wish it. Sometimes I wish it just would stop, but it won't. So my spirit is 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 composed of music. Man, what's your wife got to say about that? Oh, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I I have the best one in in the world. She has um, lived through and lived with all these crazy ideas I had when i told her about black gold i was trying to explain it to her and i was Mm -hmm. i I was explaining this so um excitingly she had to calm me down but everything that i sought to do in my lifetime she has never not once ever said i don't think you ought to do that or she would always say let's go get it the best on the planet so what she has to say about that I think the reason we've stayed together for so many years is because <laughs> he has allowed me to be me and allowed me to let my spirit rise. That support system. Most certainly. Most system. We're going to be right back. We're going to hear from Camille
0: King talking <gasps> about Lee King. Oh. We'll be right back.
3: the evolution of hair. The, you, you do understand the hair was its own celebrity. Like, there was Lee King, and then there was the hair. So the hair kind of had its own platform, its own fan base, its its own haters. I mean, it, it, its own Twitter and Facebook page. I mean, it was its own celebrity. But it, I think it went from the, the rounded... 12-inch album uh, afro that was just cut to precision. I don't know who was cutting his hair back then, but, I mean, they they got it down to a perfect circle. Uh, but it went from the afro, I think, then it went to... And people often call it the jerry curl. It was not the jerry curl. It was the Lee King. <laughs> if you can believe it or not, Apollo Hair Design uh, uh, owner Smitty... Uh, coined his hairstyle the Lee King and people would come and ask for the Lee King so it wasn't what is popularly known as the Jerry curl I'd like to make that stance right now it was the Lee King but it went from the afro to the big hair with the with the tail on the back then that went on for some years then the tail got cut off and it was just kind of big up top and, and tapered on the sides and now uh, after so many years, now it's kind of even all over with a, a little bit more on top. But the hair is, its 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 had its own evolution, period.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> listen—if if if, if if y'all don't if y'all don't know about the hair, man, yeah, I, I got to pull up some videos or something sometime or another and bring it and and show that to y'all man because i i feel so blessed being a part of that that time to man it's just overwhelming it's a i i, I want to ask you one question though uh-huh. how did you lose the tail what happened to the tail did somebody cut it off what what happened to the tail man it stopped getting hot, <laughs> was getting hot. i wanted something cool
1: i to get out of that thing for all that hair uh i i don't know i did well, James Brown had the thing about hair. He had his own stylist to go everywhere. He went every, every, everywhere. And I just wanted mine to be different also. I just didn't want the regular stuff like everybody else. If I were going to be different, I had to do different. And if mm-hmm. I was going to be on TV, it wasn't no need of getting an everyday cut like John Joe over there. I mean, nothing against John Joe, but then I needed to say them to say exactly what my son said. My hair had a it was a star of itself. <laughs>
0: Man, that's amazing, bro. I, I I feel so sorry for the culture that that wasn't able to see this and embrace it, man. But at least, man, at least on the least, Lee King is still with us. I'm giving you your flowers. We have had a tremendous time, man. I have interviewed you several times, man, and it, it's just a it's a it's a blessing, brother. Oh, it's it's my, a blessing.
1: Let me tell you something about you too. Uh, Uh Your name, Asiatic Black, the first time I heard that, I thought that that was the greatest name that I had ever heard in my life. I I kid you not. Somebody, I don't know how they mentioned you, uh, but they said, this guy, you know this guy, Asiatic Black. I said, what? Asia what? And I got to tell you, you have had a presence in this industry, not only because of your fantastic name, but because who you are and what you've done to this industry to help this industry. And my mm-hmm. brother, I, I I didn't meet you soon enough. And what I mean by that is, I think that we have a relationship now, but we should have had one way way back because mm-hmm. you have been in this industry. You learned it. You uh, you 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 kind of like me. You ate it. You slept it. You lived it, and you always set yourself apart from other people. But that name always got me. It means something. Uh, I mean, I, Asiatic Black. I mean, when when you say that, how can you not say that with pride? Asiatic Black. Uh, You are a remarkable human being. You have always treated me with respect. Anytime I've called, you've answered. Uh, uh, You have been a model to a lot of folks, too, that may not admit it, but you have set a pace that's your own as well. That's why you're doing what you're doing right now, because you Mm. have decided to be different and not to do the same that everybody else has done. So, my brother, I want to commend you, too, uh, I, I, you deserve this format and, and this forum that you have. And I wish many more things for you in the future. You are a remarkable human being.
0: I appreciate you, man. That uh, with that being said, the reason that I have other than the most high God blessing me <clears throat> is my father, my mother, yes, sir. which was a balance. And I don't have that average story of uh, my father being gone and that sort of thing. My mother and my father had their battles and all of that. They even split up a couple of times, but they always found it to come back together and balance the street with the church and, and, you know, the goods, the bads and all of that. And then watching gentlemen like yourself, I always reached out to those older than me. Yes, sir. to set 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 some type of avenue for me to travel on and it has paid, paved the way for me so you know it goes hand in hand i appreciate you as well sir yes sir yes sir. all right uh in five years what do you want to be said about jackson in the media
1: oh in five years i want to i want to say that jackson got more progressive in its uh, dealing with African Americans on the level of uh, that uh, pride and glory that they they so deserve. That this music industry on the level of African Americans can not only uh, uh, grow but be back to go back to where it was, where uh, Jackson, Mississippi, or Mississippi as a whole was a leader to the country. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I have fortunately, on, along with my son and Jesse Thompson were able to be a part of the Grammy salute. We were the only uh, persons chosen outside of Hollywood, California. We were chosen five years in a row to put on a Grammy salute. But I wanna tell you something about the Grammys. The most Grammy winners in the world come from Mississippi. Hmm. There's a whole floor, floor, uh, follow the whole floor uh, in the in the uh, at the Grammys in Los Angeles, California, dedicated mm-hmm. to Mississippi musicians. A whole floor. So I want to see it go back to its glory. I want to see governors and mayors and city council and those who are of power to fund our artists and give them a bigger chance than they've given them in the past. Right now, the entertainment industry is at a slow crawl. I want to see it running. We got to do better than what we're doing, folks. I'm talking to you mayor, governors, city council, uh, senators, anybody who's listening who has the power to make some change, supervisors, all of you guys. If you put money into it like you did in the past, you would see that because of our rich talent, Mississippi will establish down the world again. It did at one time. Mm-hmm. We can do it again. And we have some great musicians in Mississippi, great entertainers. But, but why do you think Bobby Rush, who's from Louisiana and could have lived anywhere in the world, moved to Mississippi? Think about it for a minute. Why do you think that Charlie Pratt, who just passed away, is from a, a, a small town in Mississippi, was one of the only and the first major country-western singers. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Dorothy Moore, who sang Misty Blue had the strength and the power to be on American Bandstand when a lot of the other artists couldn't go on there at all? Dorothy Moore was there on Misty Blue. They are still here, y'all, because Mississippi has a heritage that is astounding. You just don't know. They got some young folk out there, boy, who, who, who has so much talent, but they are hidden. Cause they don't have mm-hmm. enough money to bring them forward, folks. Please support our music.
0: Gotcha. Hey, I got that. I got the end on that one, man. That 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 that's that right there is a stoner. All right. <laughs> All right. So we gonna we. This is uh, uh. I decided to do this special edition, man, because uh, we got some people right now looking out trying to find looking in the in the in the corners of jackson mississippi and they chose i i was on a, a huddle a zoom huddle with them yesterday and i asked one of the uh, team leaders why did you all choose jackson mississippi and they said that same thing you said out here where we're from he's from pittsburgh hmm. i hear where we from we hear it and it, y'all got something down there that that's not you know, throughout the United States and we, we, we have to come in and check it out. Yes. Sir. And another thing he said, what you mentioned a little while ago, you've been dropping jewels the whole time and I, I, I interviewed lady V yesterday and I told her the same thing. The thing that uh, about that is they have been, some of those people have been afraid to come to Jackson, Mississippi, not because of a wrong reason, because, because of a right reason, because we stand up for our city. Now, we don't always know why we do that, but it's something instilled in us in Jackson, Mississippi, where we you just can't come in here and grab stuff and leave out and, yeah. and, and do what you want with it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. And y'all had something to do with that, because I remember, I remember back in those days. The thing that you all were doing, y'all kept it in one little frame. Yes. sir. And y'all wouldn't let folks just come in and, and pick bit, bits and pieces. Now, y'all would help anybody. Uh-huh. That's something we got here the uh-huh. hospitality yeah. or, ho- or horse fatality yeah. as, my, as, as my grandmother used to say, but y'all wouldn't allow people to just come grab bits and pieces and run off with it. And I thank you for that, sir.
1: Well, before you leave, let me back you up on what you just said. Mm-hmm. When black gold, black gold was on the air for 21 years, one of the most wonderful years of my entire life. If I, if I never live another day, do know that that was the highlight of my entire being. hmm we had a chance. Uh, Frank Melton uh, took me on his private uh, jet to BET. BET wanted to take Black Gold and put and and, and take it national. We flew up there and sat down and, and uh, had a meeting with Mr. Johnson, who was the head of BET. We sat out right. to him, and he said, "Man, we're going to do great things." And uh, they were they wanted to pay me the kind of money that I asked for. It was astronomical. They believed that much in it. Here's where the deal went sour. We start setting up things, and, and, and as I was about to leave out of the door, he said, Boy, we're going to have, we're gonna, it's going to be great to have you in California. I, turned, I said, Excuse me? He said, Yeah, we, we're going to have a special place for you. Don't worry about it. We'll have your accommodations. And I said, Wait a minute now. You're saying that you want me to do this in California and not in Jackson, Mississippi? He said, Oh, of course. You didn't, you didn't understand that? I said, No, sir. Not only did I not understand it, we're not going to do that. If we can't do it in Jackson, Mississippi, we're not going to do it, period. I was told by Frank Mel- Melton that I lost that deal that day by being so stubborn about doing it in Jackson. Do you know that our children who are on, those, uh, on this show, that was their place to shine? And I'm going to take that from them and go to Los Angeles where they already been shining? I told them there's no way possible. They, ha- they stayed after me f- for about two years. I never would give in. And people said, Man, you could have been a multimillionaire. They didn't understand I was already a multimillionaire with my people here in Jackson, Mississippi. They didn't understand that. So I lost so-called an opportunity to go national and to compete on a national level. I never regretted it, and I never will. Jackson, Mississippi is has something to offer the world, and if you don't think so, keep watching. Solid. I'm talking about solid.
0: No sellout by any means necessary. No sellout no
1: any means necessary.
0: Stick to your guns. I appreciate you, sir. Once again, it has been a pleasure. We'll get you back on here, man, sometime in the future. I thank you. I love you and much success, man. And you
1: are still, you on radio, right? Yes, sir. I'm on radio, WRTM, Saturday, 6 a.m. to 12 noon and Sunday, 2 a.m. P.M. to 7 p.M. Uh, and we be cooking it. Cooking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. well, uh, well, I'm going to get in there and get me a meal of it. I well, come on, you, get a big one. All right. Thank y'all. It. This has been tremendous, man. Lee King, man, the man, the legend, the myth, the dancer, the singer, the extraordinaire. And once again, the protector, man. I appreciate you prote- protecting the culture.
1: Assalamu alaikum, my brother.
0: Walaikum well, assalam, sir. Peace.
2: Peace. See <laughs> <laughs> My name is Lee King. I've been uh, in the entertainment business all my life. Um, I have a a record label. I manage Blackbeard Records. I've been producing the Jackson Music Awards for 35 years, along with the Gospel Music Awards for 31 years. I'd like to see the Jackson Music Awards uplifted as high as that of the other award shows, like the Grammys and that sort of thing. R&B and blues artists don't particularly have a national uh, spotlight, a national platform. The Jackson Music Awards is just that. So well, I would like to see it go to a national and an international level that are the same of the um, American Music Awards, the Grammys, and be on that same level nationwide, well, worldwide favorite Favorite speaker is that, uh, uh, one that, that I've I really put together myself, is that an, uh, a bird that does not realize it, it doesn't have wings can never fly. And a bird that does have wings and doesn't realize uh, that it's boundless uh, can only fly and only eagles can soar, become an eagle and never be a bird. That's
0: you, man. That's you. (laughs) I saw you in the background checking it out, man. That's you, brother. I want to say again, man, I love you. And we'll holler at you later.
1: Thank you, brother. Love you too, man.
0: All right. Peace.
1: Yeah, peace.